Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we continue to listen in on a conversation between staff evangelist James Collins and ministry president, Dr. Kenneth Hill, talking about how important it is to have a classic Christmas. For many people, Christmas is a time of sorrow. They don't have the extra money to buy presents for their children, family, and friends. Many are saddened at Christmas time when they think of loved ones who will not be able to come home for whatever reason. Turkey dinners may be only a wish and not a reality for some. Yet Christmas can be a season of great joy. It's a time of God showing His great love for you and me. It can be a great time of healing and renewed strength. You see, Christmas is when we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. God sent His Son into the world to be born. His birth brought great joy. Shepherds, wise men, and angels all shared in the excitement of knowing about this great event. They knew that this was no ordinary baby. Joining me again today to talk about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ is Dr. Kenneth Hill. Dr. Hill operates five radio stations in Northeast Tennessee. He has produced hundreds of audio and video programs, spoken in conferences all around the world, and he's written many, many articles and books, including the book, A Classic Christmas, which we'll be talking about today here on The Watchman on the Wall. In addition, Dr. Hill is also my boss. He's the president of Southwest Radio Ministries. Dr. Hill is in Tennessee this week on business, so he's joining me by phone. Dr. Hill, welcome back again to The Watchman on the Wall. Well, thank you for finding me and allowing me to be on the (laughs) broadcast today. We had to search high and low for you out there in the hills of Tennessee, but we're glad we could get a phone connection. I'm glad, too. You know, it is a wonder how the Lord has put together the modern communications miracle. (laughs) And he's done it. And Southwest Radio Church Ministries, the Watchman on the Wall broadcast, the work that you're doing, the work that Brother Larry is doing, my, I'm so amazed at how it has just exploded. And we're on all over the place, you know. (laughs) People are hearing us in places they've never been able to hear us before. It's amazing to me. Well, God is certainly good, and he's really been blessing our ministry, and we appreciate your leadership, Dr. Hill. It's my pleasure, as you well know. When you were called to come here, I heard that spark in your voice, and when I met you, I saw the spark in your eyes that God was at work. And I'm delighted that you're part of the ministry, brother. Thank you. I've followed this ministry, Dr. Hill, most of my life. And first and foremost, I was a fan of Southwest Radio Ministries. I had met you and Noah and others through the years at conferences. And so I was so blessed when God called me here. Hey, let's talk about this book, A Classic Christmas. I really love this book. You told us yesterday that you were able to be the compiler and the editor of this book along with your wife. It's a phenomenal book. It's very unique. It's a collection of devotionals, stories, recipes, and ideas for the entire family. It's a unique book, isn't it? It's unique because it includes things for every member of the family. There are many, many ways to use what you find in the book. We can use it to teach. We can use it to minister to others one-on-one. We can use it in our own household. It's amazing what we can do with it. 
Author Joyce wrote a chapter in this book, A Classic Christmas, titled Emmanuel. Tell us, what does Emmanuel mean? Emmanuel means God with us. That's the description that's been given in Matthew, uh, letting us know that that's what we should understand it to mean. And when we look it up in the dictionary, guess what we find? God with us. That is important and significant for us as believers. Emmanuel has a great significance for us as believers in Jesus Christ today, doesn't it? It does indeed. You know, the Lord in the Old Testament and the New Testament told us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Yes. He told us that he would help us. He told us that he would save us. And he told us that he would send his son to be that propitiation is the big word, but to be the salvation for us so that we would not have to suffer eternal separation from God in the lake of fire. And I'm delighted that God loved us so much that he is indeed with us, and he will never leave us nor forsake us when we come to him. Isn't that exciting, James? Amen. You know, Christmas is a lonely time of year for many, many people, but it doesn't have to be a time of loneliness because if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have Emmanuel, you have God with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. When you're tired, he is there. When you're depressed, he is there. When you're alone, you're never alone because God is is with you. We have Emmanuel, God with us. Dr. Hill, the former host of this program and the former president of Southwest Radio Ministries, Dr. Noah Hutchings, contributed a wonderful chapter to A Classic Christmas. Noah was a mentor of mine. I know that you were very, very close to him. Tell me about Noah Hutchings. (laughs) Oh, I don't have time to tell you about (laughs) Noah Hutchings. He was such a magnanimous character. And he was a fellow who should have been written about, and indeed was, with his, uh, as it is in the days of Noah. The book itself is a very good book for us to remember that it's available. (laughs) But Noah Hutchings was a man that was called of God to join with E.F. Weber, the founder and host of this very broadcast. And he came on board... He was hired as an unsaved individual, someone who did not know Jesus Christ as his Savior, and he was fired practically on the spot after one day of work. (laughs) E.F. Weber took him out fishing with him that evening and led him to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And what a wonderful change in his life came about. He was going to go to work for some large oil company or some other such thing as an accountant. But his entire life's direction was changed when he placed his faith in Jesus Christ. And he joined himself, as it were, unto this man, E.F. Weber. Mm -hmm. Dr. Weber was a pastor in Oklahoma City, and he had the Watchman on the Wall broadcast. He called it Southwest Radio Church of the Air Incorporated. And so that broadcast was on the air in the southwestern region 
of the United States. Of course, now it's all over the world, but in that day, it was just in the southwestern region of the U.S., and it grew and grew as Noah had joined them, and others were joining, including E.F. Weber's family, and it kept growing, and it's what it is today. But Noah joined them in like, what was it, 1950 or something? It was some real early time, and he stayed with them. <laughs> until his passing. He rose through the ranks, and there at the last he was the speaker and the president, and he was the fellow that knew what to do and what to say and when to say it. Yes, sir. And he had a voice and a diction that no one could copy. You can't copy no one, no, sir. There was no copying him, but let me tell you what, his heart was right. Amen. He knew Jesus Christ, and he wanted Christ to be known and that's why he was on the radio. I'm excited to be a part of keeping Noah's legacy alive through his thousands and thousands of legacy recordings and hundreds of books that he was able to produce and write for us here at the ministry. But Noah wrote something in A Classic Christmas, and it's become one of his most famous essays. It's called Christ Was Conceived on Christmas Day. Would you elaborate on that chapter? Oh, my. Yes, indeed. You know, Noah was very adamant about this point. He said that Jesus Christ was not born on Christmas Day, but was conceived on Christmas Day. He said all of the Old Testament points to that, and the various reflections on Scripture that we see in the Old Testament point to that very thing. And he talks about the perfection of Jesus Christ and the fact that everything would have to be done perfectly and that his conception would result in a nine-month gestation and that he, the Christ child, would be born at just the right time in nine months from the 25th of December. Now, I can't think that deeply, <laughs> okay? I don't know about you, James, but I can't think that deeply. I've tried. I just can't do it. But he would, every Christmas, he would make sure I understood. I was with Noah from 1993 until his passing, and every Christmas he would make sure I understood that <laughs> Christ was conceived on Christmas Day. <laughs> well, if you'd like to understand Noah's thoughts on that and read about it, you can get a copy of A Classic Christmas right now by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can order online at swrc.com. We actually have a special deal. We call it the First Advent Bundle. Right now, for a gift of $25 or more, you can get a copy of A Classic Christmas along with my book, The Nativity. Just call 1-800-652-1144, or you can order online at swrc.com. Dr. Hill, I want to talk about something that you wrote. You wrote a devotion in a classic Christmas called The First Advent, and in that devotion you discuss the circumstances surrounding Christ's birth. You write, the application for us is clear. We should understand that God uses the circumstances of our lives 
to mold us and enable us to be profitable in his service. Would you elaborate on that for us? Well, when we see the first advent in its glory, we also see it in its poverty. We see how that Jesus Christ came, was born of a virgin, was laid in a manger that was in a stable because there was no room for them in the inn. We see that there was all perplexity on the part of Joseph. He was trying to provide for his family. There was concern on the part of Mary. Where am I going to lie down? I'm going to have this baby on this donkey if something doesn't happen soon, perhaps she was thinking. The truth is, every one of us, day by day, faces perplexity and trouble and concern and anxiety, and yet we're supposed to place that upon the very back, upon the very shoulders of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're to put our burdens upon him, for he careth for us, Peter tells us. And indeed, he does. And so it is that whatever the circumstances happen to be in our day-to-day living, we should allow that to transform us into that profitable servant that he would have us to be so that we could serve him properly. Not so that I could preach to thousands, but so that I could humbly follow my Lord. And if each one of us is in humility doing what the Lord would have us to do, great things will be accomplished for him. And Brother James, it doesn't matter if we're speaking to 12 people or 112,000 people. It matters that we speak the truth. It matters that we live for Christ. It matters that we do what God would have us to do so that Christ may be seen in us. And so I think that's how I would relate to the devotion that I wrote. I think it's important for us to live so that Christ can be seen in our very lives. He's the one that we're molded after. It says that we should be transformed, you know. We should be something special, we should be molded into the image of Christ. Now, that's not going to be perfect in this life, but it will be perfect when we get to glory, and it's going to be amazing to see how closely we resemble Christ Jesus at that time. Wow, that's profound, Dr. Hill. A Classic Christmas, the book, also has some wonderful articles on preparing your heart and home for the holidays and creating your own family traditions. Now, Dr. Hill, some of my favorite memories involve being with loved ones at Christmas time. Why do you think Christmas family traditions are so important? 
Oh, I think they're important because, first of all, they bring the family together, and that is so important. In this day and age, when families are scattered abroad, when families sort of, the individuals of the family, make themselves insulated from each other, we need to drop pretenses and we need to come together. And we need to do so that we may truly worship Jesus Christ. And I think that's important. And when we get together, not to forget the baby, but not to forget the Christ that is the baby as well. It's really sort of interesting for us as Christians. We celebrate the Christ child, but we know that's not where it ended. We know that he grew up, and we know that he was a great teacher, but he was more than that. He was our sin-bearer, and he went to the cross to die that we might have forgiveness, that we might have that forgiveness from his very Heavenly Father and our Heavenly Father. And so he died on the cross, for us. He was placed in a tomb. The tomb was closed, and for three days and three nights he was in that tomb. But he came forth from the grave alive. And he ascended into heaven some days later as he was there on the great mountain, and the angels looked at the followers of Christ and said, why are you gazing up into heaven, guys? This same Jesus, not another one, by the way, this same Jesus is going to come back again, and you need to be ready for that. And so, my friend, I would say this, you need Jesus Christ to be your Savior You need to surrender your life to him. Let him be the one to tell you what to do instead of you trying to tell yourself. I get into more trouble, James, when I try to tell myself what to do instead of listening to what Jesus Christ says to do. So do I. And I don't want to do that. I want to do what Christ wants me to do. Again, the book is called A Classic Christmas. You can get a copy at swrc.com or by calling 1-800-652-1144. Dr. Hill, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a very busy man. Thanks for spending these last couple of days to visit with me about the Nativity and A Classic Christmas. Oh, listen, I am happy to do so. Brother, thank you for your work. And thank you for allowing me to be a part of this program. Take some time today and visit our website, swrc.com. Swrc.com is the premier place for Christmas gifts with an eternal impact. Brand new books and DVDs from Greg Patton and Larry Stamm. Resources back in print from Dr. Carl Baugh, Rob Lindstead, and Dave Brees. And exclusive content from Jonathan Kahn you can only get from Watchmen on the Wall. 
We also have our brand new 2022 Prophecy Calendar and new t-shirts, short sleeve and long sleeve, printed with a message that is great for witnessing. Over 900 resources with free shipping on all orders over $100. Visit SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. Once again, here is staff evangelist and author of The Nativity, James Collins. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 7, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. A few years ago, author John Grissom wrote a book called Skipping Christmas. The book was made into a movie, Christmas with the Cranks. The story of Skipping Christmas is about a couple, the Cranks, whose daughter goes off to the Peace Corps. For the first time, their daughter is not going to be home with the family for Christmas. So the husband comes up with an idea. He adds up all the money that they spend at Christmas time, and he tells his wife, this year we're just going to skip Christmas. The cranks decide not to decorate the house, not to have a big Christmas party, and not to buy any presents. Instead, they decide to take all the money they spent on Christmas and go on a cruise. They decide to skip Christmas. If you've read the book, the cranks don't go on the cruise because their daughter calls and suddenly she says she has a fiancé. She says that they're coming home for Christmas to announce their engagement at the annual Christmas Eve party. Then everything goes haywire as the cranks try to get ready for Christmas at the last minute. The book ends up teaching a lesson of celebrating the main thing that Christmas is all about. In the Bible, we find a man who also made the decision to skip Christmas. I can't tell you his name. The Bible doesn't mention it. However, one verse in the Gospel of Luke gives us more than enough information about the man who skipped Christmas. The Bible says that Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem. They were there because of the census that was being taken for the purpose of taxation. You had to go back to the community of your ancestors. So Joseph, because he was of the house and lineage of David, had to go back to the community of Bethlehem. Because of all the people coming into town for the census, there were very few places to stay. The Bible says there was no room for them in the inn. Now, I always believed that Bethlehem was full of mean old innkeepers who had turned away a poor woman who was about to have a baby. Until finally, Mary and Joseph came to an innkeeper who said they could sleep in the barn out behind the inn. All my life, I had this image of Mary and Joseph running from the Holiday Inn to the Motel 6. I pictured them running from one hotel to another. You know, that makes for a good story, but it's not true. The truth is, Joseph and Mary show up at David's family plot of ground. Everyone who was a descendant of David had seven days to register and pay their taxes in Bethlehem. Over the centuries, there were many, many descendants of David. So Bethlehem was full of people. Joseph and Mary arrived at their relative's home, and they were turned away by their own family. The word in is the Greek word kataluma. It is used two other times in the New Testament, and both times it means a guest room in a private home. Later, when the wise men come to visit, they are staying in a house. 
Every home had a small little guest room in the front of the house. But when Mary and Joseph arrived, that room was full. So their relatives put them out behind the house in a cave where they kept animals. God, when he became a man, spent his first night in a nasty barn. Think about that. Someone in Joseph's own family put out the no vacancy sign. One of his relatives was so focused on his own life and his own problems that he skipped the opportunity to share in the greatest event of all time. On that faithful night, he had the opportunity to have Jesus Christ born in his very house. However, he took the greatest gift God ever gave, and he threw Jesus in a barnyard as if he were a discarded, meaningless nothing. He turned away a woman who was expecting a baby. He skipped Christmas. Sometimes we're like that. We skip Christmas. All during the Christmas season, Jesus Christ confronts us on a regular basis, but we don't recognize him. The other day, I was visiting with a preacher friend of mine, and he told a story. He talked about visiting an area of Africa where the people were starving to death. It's one of those places where you see the pictures of the little children with their stomachs all bloated, but their ribs are also showing. It was a place of famine and a place of despair. My preacher friend said he landed a little plane to minister there in a village. And when he boarded the plane to leave, the people of the village crowded around. A young mother pushed her way through the crowd. In her arms, she carried a little baby. She pushed her way up to the preacher, and she tried to give him her baby. She said through an interpreter, I want you to take my baby. The preacher said, Lady, I can't take your baby. She was crying, and she said, please, please take my baby. The preacher eventually pushed past her. He got in the plane and closed the door. The woman, still holding her baby, began to beat on the side of the plane. She screamed, please, please take my baby. The preacher couldn't even look at her. He turned away and asked the missionary with him, what is she talking about? What does she mean, please take my baby? The missionary said, the reason she wants you to take her baby is because she knows that if her baby stays here, her baby will starve to death. I'll never forget what my preacher friend said next. He said, I recognized that when I looked in the face of that little baby, in a way, I was looking in the face of Jesus Christ. All through this Christmas season, you're going to be faced with situations that are Jesus allowing you to be his hands, and his feet. You're going to be faced with situations where Jesus is allowing you to be his minister. You're going to be faced with situations where you can make a difference for the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't skip Christmas this year. This is James Collins reminding you that the Bible says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. We have great Christmas books and movies for you and your family. The books, A Classic Christmas and The Nativity, and the DVDs, The Brothers Christmas, Born in a Stable, and Goodwill to Men. Get the entire Christmas collection, two books and three DVDs, for a gift of $75 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. 
That's 1-800-652-1144 or order online, swrc.com. Tomorrow, Jonathan Kahn shares Mysteries Revealed. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.